1: everyone, welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bliss. I am so excited for today's conversation because we haven't really talked about this quite yet, but it's all about business. Diving into how do you make money online, how do you pivot from the business you're already doing and maybe to a dream you've always dreamt of, and most importantly, how do we dream with God? How do we let him have an in and call the shots when we're also called to responsibility? And who else better to do this with me than Jennifer Allwood? She is the author of Fear Is Not The Boss Of You. It's all about how to get out of your head and live the life you were made for. She is a cheerleader of women and adds biblical truth to the modern day dream big mantra. But her no-nonsense approach in doing these things you're scared to do and saying yes to God is helping women everywhere build the lives and businesses they've always wanted. When she's not coaching nearly 3,000 clients each month online, she's living the dream in Kansas City with her husband Jason and their four wild kiddos. In today's episode, Jennifer shares some really great freebies to help you get to the place that you would want to start your business or to take that next step in whatever dream that you have. I ask her, what are your three biggest tips to do the things when you have a business idea in mind, but you're not quite sure where to start? And she spills it all. So if you are an entrepreneur or want to be an entrepreneur, or you just feel stuck in whatever dream the Lord's given you, this episode is made for you. Jen, welcome to Behind the Bliss. Also pause. Do you like to be called Jen or Jennifer? Either one. It's so funny. People
0: ask me that all the time and I'm like, I don't care as long as it's not Jenny. Isn't that interesting? Uh, hi, and, yes, and I get it. My father called me Jenny, and and my I have a cousin that calls me Jenny, but like they're the only two people on the earth I allow to call
1: me Jenny. You're right. So otherwise, I don't care either way. <laughs> so my name is Rachel, obviously, and so people call me Rach or Rachel, mm-hmm. but only my family can call me Ray. So like if people start getting close to me and they're like, "Hey Ray," I'm like. You're like, <laughs> That's no, weird.
0: No, not, not not, we're not quite not there that. Yet.
1: Yeah. 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 So I totally get that. Well, Jen, I am so excited to have you on the podcast. This is going to be such an incredible conversation. I can feel it in my bones. I'm so I'm pumped.
0: I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: Would you take a second to share with the people who you are and what you've got going on? Anything that you'd want them to know about you?
0: Sure. Yeah. So my name is Jennifer Allwood. I uh, live in Kansas City, Missouri with are four kiddos. So we've got three biological children and one we are in the process of adopting. Um, And our oldest is getting ready to leave for college in the fall. And our youngest and newest is a kindergartner. So we've got the spread, Rachel. We've got the spread going on. Yeah, you sure do. (laughs) Just trying to keep it interesting. What I do for living is I actually coach 2,000 women every month on how to use the online space, how to use social media to start a business and then grow a business. and. That way, they can sell things online. They can work from home. I'll, all I've ever known is having a business and raising kids at the same time. Uh, and Go I ahead, did start cool. out doing this. I started out actually owning a decorative painting company in Kansas City that I started back in the year two thousand. And right after I started that painting company, it was really cool. We got really busy really quickly. Um, HGTV was really becoming popular, and so everybody, you know, was loving that. We did a lot of houses yeah. in Kansas City. We painted them, and they were all over magazines. And then we got asked to do like three episodes of. extreme home makeover. And Uh, I know with Ty Pennington. Ty was my favorite. Yes. That was really, really cool. And, um, and so did that and I was able to stay home and really just get a lot of business for the girls that were painting for me. Um, and everybody, I stayed home, raised the babies. And I had eight women at one point who are working out in the field and like doing the painting for me. And that was amazing. Wow. And, um, and so, yeah, I loved it until I didn't. And basically what happened is about five or six years ago, I realized I'd kind of tapped out on the amount of money that I could make, um, working locally, like in town and people were asking me to teach them like how to do what I was doing in people's houses in Kansas city, but how to do it in their house, like in Columbia or Mm -hmm. Connecticut or whatever. So I started teaching people how to paint online, which was fantastic. And then pivoted just another time. because I'm all about that pivot, girl. Um, then people were saying, okay, so you're teaching people how to paint their house. That's amazing. But gosh, you have a lot of followers, like on Instagram, you have a lot of followers on Facebook. Like how do you have 300,000 followers on Facebook? So I actually decided I would start a coaching group, teaching people how to get more followers and then how for their business and then how to, you know, make money off of their followers. So that is currently Um, What I've been doing the last couple of years and because God's really cool and all the things I had the opportunity to write a book last summer The book came out five weeks ago it's called Fear. At yes. the most of you. Yep. And um, and it's not a business book. It's a book for women who are stuck, overwhelmed, or terrified to make a change in their life. Um, and who knew that a book about fear would come out in the middle of a pandemic, right? And so- God knew. I'm like, yes, God perfect knew. timing. Yes. And so we did have to cancel like our 12-city book tour. Um, it is really hard, by the way, to launch a book in the middle of a pandemic. And yet, like our book <laughs> came out at number 15, right behind Carrie yes, Underwood's
1: So I'm like, yeah Yay. So basically, yeah, yeah. y'all are BFFs.
0: We are basically BFFs, yes. <laughs> I, I would like to, I, I wish that, you know, we both wrote a book. I'm like, why couldn't I also have her legs, right? but well, You have her hair.
1: I will tell you, you've got some fab hair.
0: Well, thank you. Um, do you know that I've lost half my hair in the last... Three or four
1: months though? Uh uh-uh. yeah. uh uh girl, I would never be able to tell. I watched your Starbucks funny video with your daughter <laughs> on Instagram stories, which listeners, you need to follow her on Instagram, you're a hoot. I would never have known. Yeah. I have, I'm like envious for the good curly va va voom yeah. hair and you've got it. Thank you. So um it started happening in about January, February.
0: I started noticing my hair getting shorter. And shorter, and I wasn't getting going to get it trimmed. I'm like, what is happening? That my hair is getting shorter, shorter, shorter. Right. And uh, turns out I've been using some hair products. I won't, I won't talk about said hair products, but for like girls with curly hair, there's lots of lawsuits happening right now. And um, and so basically I've lost half of my hair since January. No. go to my Instagram, um, there's a whole section called hair loss. And, um, and working with a functional medicine doctor, taking a million vitamins a day, trying to get my hair wow. to go back, but it's so like upsetting considering just last fall. I had every time I get my hair cut, you know, a couple times a year. And I do have a lot of hair, so much hair. It's so thick, or at least it used to be that when I would go to get it cut, um, or trimmed, they would thin it out because it's curly. My hair is very naturally. Right. curly, And so yeah. they would have to thin it out because there's just, there's so much of it. And so now to like, look at pictures, you know, from like, November and December and compare my hair to what it is today it's it's actually shocking and devastating and all of the things like I have such a huge compassionate component now for women who have ever experienced yeah. hair loss I did not think that that much of my identity was tied into my hair but apparently it was Um, so yeah, it's been a rough couple of months, not even going to lie, but so yeah, if you're somebody that's experienced any sort of hair loss or you're listening and you have curly hair, like run to my Instagram and look at the highlight reel called hair loss. And I talk about the products that I was using and what we think happened with those products.
1: Wow. Jen, friend, I had no idea. Yeah. I hope girl. that was an encouragement to you though, that like <laughs> yeah. I've only been following you for the past few weeks and I, I would have no idea.
0: Yeah. So I, um, I'm pretty much wearing extensions, not all the time, but about half the time you see me on social media, I've got hair extensions in. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been, it's been, you know, it's been hard. And it's interesting because when I've talked about it on social media, because I like to talk about all the things, I mean, yes, I teach women how to do business, but part of the way that we grow a business is by talking about more than just business. Um, it's amazing to me, the thousands of women that are reaching out to me and saying they've experienced similar symptoms or they too have had unexplained hair loss or, um, you know, all of the things. And, um, there's been definitely a grieving process. Um, and I'm trying to figure out what God's, you know, what, what he's doing through this. I'm taking, I'm trying lots of different, you know, hair products and trying lots of different vitamins and I'm rubbing oils on my scalp. And, uh, you know, we're just, we're just doing what we can over here, but I do believe that what the enemy has stolen, um, that the Lord will repay and I'm going to have just the biggest bushiest blonde hair again, any any second like
1: (laughs) that's it amen amen he will restore the locusts have eaten exactly exactly yes oh i will tell you what though like the minute though that i feel attacked as far as my image goes oh everything else hits the fan don't you feel that way i mean is it about do you think it's a woman thing it's i think that right now like um
0: you know there's there's some women rachel that When stress hits or, you know, pandemics hit, um, (laughs) they can't eat. Like my friend Shauna, like she just, you know, she's like, I have no appetite. And I'm like, girl, how do I get that? Because what's happening over at my house is I figured out that putting m ms inside of a bag of popcorn makes my Netflix series like even all the more delightful. And if I do that like five nights in a row, then I'm up five pounds. And so basically I've just ate my weight in my feelings right now during the pandemic. So I feel like, I feel like I've lost all of my hair and I've gained, you know, 10 plus pounds and I'm like, or fix it. You got to come quick because- (laughs) I want the struggle bus over here.
1: So yeah, I'm with you. And I feel like a lot of listeners are shaking their head like, yes, I joke. I'm like, there's gonna be like a quarantine 15, but it's gonna be fine. And you know what? It's literally COVID-19. It's literally
0: COVID-19 if we're not careful. It's like the freshman (laughs) 15. of COVID-19. So that's funny. Yes.
1: Listen, the, the cool thing about it though is, I mean, at least what I've learned is I'm like, you know what, we're gonna get through it. And if the M&Ms and the popcorn make me enjoy a night that I might not have enjoyed without it. So be yeah. it. I'm like, yeah. bring it yeah, on. Do you feel like that. all this craziness has affected online business? Because what I feel like I've been seeing from my perspective is so many more people. I love how you use the word pivot Are pivoting. Cause they're like, okay, I either have lost my job. My job means something different. Now I have a different perspective and a, maybe even a heart shift. Like I'm going to go for that dream And they're in this really cool meantime season of like, okay, I've got the time and I've got maybe even the resources or maybe I don't. But I think that we're all hungry for like not figuring it out necessarily, not that kind of pressure. But I think we're all hungry. Like, okay, it's time to stop playing around. I'm ready to do it. And I think that's where your book comes in, which I think we can totally dive into. But yeah, I want to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. So, you know, here's the thing. Like,
0: I teach women how to work online. I've been doing this for years and years and years. And I think, by the way, this is the only podcast I've actually talked about this on, Rachel, because I don't -uh. know how to to say this like in a really nice way. Go for it. And I keep, I have my own podcast, you know, and I keep thinking, how do I do this episode? Because I don't want it to sound like I told you so. But for years and years and years, I've been telling entrepreneurs, you've got to get in the online space. It's it's precious that you have a brick and mortar, but you have to be selling stuff online too. Um, Moms, yes, you can stay home and raise your kids. And you can be selling something online. Like there's – I have a course that we only release once a year where I teach seven ways to make money, like online, like from your pajamas, at home, or take your laptop and go to Fiji. I mean, who cares? I just – I. What I teach is how do you get freedom in your life and your finances? That's like my mantra. And that's that's what I feel like I'm here on this side of heaven to teach women how to get freedom in both their life and in their finances. And so I've been preaching and teaching this for years and years and years. And the 2000 women that I coach every month, I got to tell you, they're in a really good place right now because mm-hmm. they've been using social media. They've already been selling online and people are the statistics show that like Facebook usage has gone up 50% in terms of like viewers of videos and things since January. Um, and one of the things specifically, I teach a lot of women is to use Facebook live and live video, but the amount of online sales have just absolutely positively skyrocketed from, you know, the last couple of months. And so, um, while it is a horrible time for a lot of business owners, it's been such a, really good time for people who were already in the online space. We already knew how to do this. We've already got our social media, you know, built up that we've been, we've been kind of, I don't want to say practicing for this, but this is, you know, we've been selling for a hot minute. And so it's, um, it has, not the pandemic is, has not affected my business in the, in the least. And actually it's, really, um, done the opposite is we have even more people who are coming to me and they're like, okay, Jennifer, I either want to start a business and I have, you know, a freebie I can give them, or, um, I've got a business and I just really need to make it. It's, you know, kind of been a hobby and I need to actually make it legit. And mm-hmm. I've got a freebie to people too, or they're, they're messaging me saying, how do I get in your coaching? Cause I got to learn quickly, you know, how to sell online. And right. so it is an amazing time to be, a business owner as long as you are able to sell in the online space
1: amen I yeah I'm, I'm sitting here like yeah I, I feel like I do a lot online too which has been so helpful and working from home is not a stranger to me I've been doing it for a very long time but I am so grateful that I I mean this just goes this is a normal principle of life like if you can prepare for a storm, not out of fear, but just because it's called being prepared. Like if, if we live in Alabama, I make sure our bike helmets are ready to go just in case the tornado comes. I make sure that I like, I know we have a procedure and we've got a drill in place. Do we always have to use the drill? No, I'm not, I'm not walking around with a bike helmet on my head every day, but like I know what to do. But I think that a lot of us like haven't, even considered the fact a tornado could come through and we don't have a plan. So when it does, yeah. we freak and we panic and we just start doing everything we think would help, but doesn't necessarily yeah. mean safety. And so I think if we look at that in a business perspective, it's like, okay, no, I think stewardship goes far beyond money. I think it goes biblically into your dreams, your vision and calling. And so if the Lord's placed something on your heart, how are you stewarding it? Are you putting yeah. thoughts towards it? Are you planning it? Even if you don't push go right now, Do you have something in place? Yeah.
0: Well, and that's, you know, I talk about it. Fear's Not the Boss of You is not a book about business at all, but it'll definitely help women in business. And I talk in there about how, you know, most women get stuck just right at the start. And Because mm-hmm. the devil isn't dumb. And he knows that, <laughs> and this is why, by the way, he attacks our children, because he knows the earlier he can discourage, the earlier he can um, persuade somebody to give up, the Ooh, earlier he can mm-hmm. frustrate and distract, I mean, the less work he's got to do. And see, the thing with business is it's never just about business. Like, my business, yes, um, it, you know, allows us to live a certain lifestyle that I still am like shocked that God's entrusted to us. I it allows us to, you know, travel and to give and to do all the things. It also allows me to employ nine people. Mm-hmm. And so it's affecting all of their families. And so it's not just about like you and your family being able to make the mortgage because when a business um, does well and thrives, then there's other things that you're going to need and other people you're going to need to employ. And it's like this you know, snowball effect. And so the enemy yeah. knows he can, like at the very beginning, you've got an idea for a business, but if he can convince you, oh, nobody would buy that. Or the market's saturated. If he can Someone's convince you that you're doing not it hard enough. enough. Yes. That, what are you gonna bring that's new to the table? Like if he can do all of that from the beginning, then you know, his work there is done, right? And so the, the discouragement always is heaviest at the very beginning.
1: Always. Yeah. Yeah, you say in your book that you found that there's one thing that moves the needle when it comes to doing the things that we're scared to do. What is it? If there's one
0: thing that moves the needle in terms of, oh gosh, I talked about several different things, but it's action. Yeah. It's actually doing yeah. something. It's it's um because there's such a huge difference between the dreamers and the doers. And yes. you know, when I get to heaven one day I want God to say, Well done, good and faithful servant. Not well dreamed, but well done.
1: Well and, yeah.
0: You know, the things that you're dreaming about are um i mean god put those dreams in your heart you know what i mean so it's not like it's not like you've you've got dreams and they're not in alignment with perhaps something that you're supposed to be doing and so i think a lot of times what happens rachel is people just don't understand how they could possibly make money from that thing that they're super passionate about and they feel like maybe they're being called to do but they're like i just i i don't know how i'd even make money from that and right. I'm convinced that God will always bring, if he's put a dream in your heart and there's something on this side of heaven, which we're all supposed to be doing, right? So if God's shown you what that is, he will Mm -hmm. bring you the resources to do that through people, through finances, through connections, um, through knowledge, but he's not going to give you a dream and expect you to to do it and then be Figure like, well, good yeah. luck, Rachel. <laughs> yeah. Hope you do a good job, girl. I mean, he's always going to <laughs> you know, people and things alongside of you to help with that. That's at least what how I feel like
1: my God is. I don't feel like he's a trickster. Does that make no. sense? Yes, 100%. I always say, my God, who I serve, does not dangle things in front of my face. He's not going to be like, oh, no. do you want it? Do you want it? Yeah. No. He's going to be like, I have given this to you. Here it yep. is. Take it. It's a gift. He's like, mm-hmm. the next gift will come, but that you have to learn how to use that one well first. And then, but if we just sit with it or, you know, we don't claim it as yeah. ours, I think there's a lot we miss out on. Absolutely. 100% agree. Well, yeah.
0: I mean, because I do think that um, we have to be found faithful in the little before God can entrust yeah. us too much. Yeah. And the little is usually the start. And the Bible also says we're not to despise small beginnings. So mm-hmm. it's interesting it's um that basically says hey everybody starts small and I look I mean let's be honest Jesus had 12 followers by the way so he started small too <laughs> yeah. point, I'm saying. and and yeah. so um, but you have to be found faithful with that small start before God can entrust to you more and so you know I do talk and fear is not the boss of you about um you know what are you doing with this with the dream that God's given you with the thing that you feel like you're supposed to be doing like um, you know, he's given that to you. And the Bible says that he knows the plans that he has for you. And everybody loves that scripture out of Jeremiah, but few Mm -hmm. people want to recognize that plans always have a a time component to them. So when I planned on getting married, you know, we had a date in mind. And when we were planning for the birth of our kids, there was a due date, the kids were coming. And when we're planning a vacation, it's in a certain date. And so I think that, um, sometimes we forget that, um, God is God. (laughs) And, and there is a plan that has time components to it. And sometimes I wonder like, does he get, you know, frustrated with me when I'm trying to like negotiate my way out of something he's asked me to do, or I'm stalling because I don't feel like Lord, you know, I don't feel equipped to do that. And, and not now, maybe later, like for instance, when the Lord told me to shut down my painting business, I waited an entire year before I was obedient
1: in that. And by the way, Delayed
0: obedience is disobedience. I was just about
1: to say, like, did you did you see the effects?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't see the effects. It was more like God's like, okay, we're gonna wrestle through this. And for a year, I wrestled through this with Him. Of uh, okay, yeah. you know, because here was my thinking: I'm like, Lord, we make a lot of money on this painting business where I basically work outside the house ten hours a week. It makes zero sense to just let all that money go. Like th- that's my, you know, and th- but then God would be like, but Jen, it feels so heavy to you. <laughs> Why do you want to keep it? And then I'd be like, well, because everybody knows me, you know, for the Magic Brush Girl. And we've been on TV and and we've been in magazines. And I've flown to Belize to look at clients' houses like, you know. And so God and I would just, we would wrestle back and forth. Okay, so really you're wanting to keep it for ego. You know, that's how okay. conversations yeah. with God and I go. They're super gentle. And and I'm always like, but, 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 but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, 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 like my five-year-old. And so, yeah, it was a full year of before the time that God planted the seed to the day when I was out on a walk. And I talk about it, if fear's not the boss of you. And he said, go home and shut it down. And I went home and shut it down.
1: Wow, 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 wow. You know, I actually have met another girl in this sphere who had a very influential lifestyle blog. And she was working at a Lifeway bookstore. And one day before walking into the store, she was sitting in her car and the Lord was like, delete it just delete your Instagram. She's like, what? And she got, I mean, the stories are really cool from it, but yes, hearing testimonies like that make it, I guess, so much more. Goodness. And did she delete it? She did. Yeah. Yeah, she did. And what, like listening to these kind of stories though, it's so amazing though, to see what happened. And Like, yes, I think the taking away is really hard, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I would never want him to take away something I enjoy. But who's to say he's not going to give me something better and more crafted to me? Like, how cool that he replaced a painting business with something that you're now able to encourage and reach more women love women write a book that's sitting on bookshelves now that could only happen because you had the margin because you said no because you were obedient and yeah yeah. there's like so you know i mean there's that silly meme that i feel like everyone always posts where you know the girl doesn't want to give up the tiny little teddy bear and and then the picture of jesus has the huge one behind his back and he's like just give it to me like i'm gonna replace it and so taking away sounds bad but yeah yeah.
0: It, um, so I shut the painting business down in August and that made um, multi six figures a year. And, you know, it was a very easy, it was a very, it was easy money for us because like I said, I was only outside of the house 10 hours a week. But um, so that happened in August and in January, our business quadrupled in size. So wow. it was, um, you know, five months and went to multi-seven figures a year within five months' time. And, I mean, nobody was more shocked than I was. But there's that Bible scripture in the book of James that talks about a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And so while I was, like, coaching women on how to, like, find freedom in business and in their life, and then I was also, like, running this painting business, it, I had a foot in both worlds. And I at the mm, time, yeah. I did see it as being double-minded. Um, but I, when I would be in, you know – ordering paint for people or going to look at new houses, you know, and my heart just wasn't in it. It just was not in it at all anymore. And and now I think back and I'm like, oh gosh, I feel bad for all those clients who I didn't give, you know, the best of myself and my best work to. Um, and so, and then when I would be doing the coaching, I would be thinking, oh gosh, I can't forget. I got to do this for the painting. You know, it is, so it was just very distracting and double-minded. And um, and now when I look back, I think, gosh, I wish I would have been obedient quicker. <laughs> I wish you would have had immediate quicker. But I also have four kids and I do know that while I do want immediate obedience from them, it's also like feels so good as a parent when they finally come around and they're like, Okay, mom, I see I see why you did that and I'm sorry that I didn't react in the way that I should have earlier.
1: Oh, this is good. I'm like this conversation needs to happen too, because I feel like there's so much screamy, yelly, like dream, go do hustle, you know, like shoot your shot. Yeah. And I think we forget to be quiet enough to hear the Lord say, okay, here's what's next.
0: You know? Yeah. And there's a lot, I I mean, I'm all for, you know, building a business and building a life and business that serve you and your family. But I just recently did a podcast for my own Jennifer Allwood show that I, um, The Lord gave me a word one morning, just that, you know. Right now, we're in the middle of, and He gave me the word when we were in the middle of the sheltering at home and, you know, being having to stay at home for seven weeks. But um, He told me that people are either being called to run or to rest right now. And you really need to know what season you're being called to. And we just launched the book, you know, in the middle of the pandemic. And so logically I'm thinking, I've got to run. Like I've got to, I've got to make up for that 12 city book tour and I need to be on Facebook live and I need to be reading all the chapters and I need to be on everybody's podcast and I need to be asking people if they'll do, you know, in my head, I'm like, run, run, run. We've got, and every time I would think about that, Rachel, it, I I kind of, it made me want to have almost an anxiety attack because. I know in my knower right now that I'm being called to rest, which right. logically does not line up with a book launch. I'm like, Lord, how are we going to get this in all the places? <laughs> I mean, it didn't stay behind Carrie Underwood for, you know, but three seconds. I mean, <laughs> thank, God, thank God they got those three seconds, you know, on a list that we can go back and look at again. But you know what I mean? Like logically in my brain, I'm like, okay, we should really be pushing. And I just can't push because I know that I'm being called to a season of rest. And so I think there are seasons for, you know, the hustle and the building and the growing and the running. And then I think there are other seasons where God really just wants to do um, whatever he wants to do through your resting.
1: Yes. Yes, exactly. I love how you say, are we being called to go or to rest? And yes, and that's run it. Or to like, run it run yeah. or to rest. Let's say there are some girls listening that really feel like, okay, the season is for me to run. I want to do those things. I want to pick your genius brain about yes. what it looks like to make money online and to do that well. And cause I want that for all the people. I'm like, we all have something cool to offer. Yeah. So let's say like top three tips for someone that has the idea that just needs to push start.
0: Okay. So it, the top three tips, if you've got an idea and you need to push start is I'm going to tell you number one is to name your idea. And mm. uh, because here's what happens. There's so many women out there I know who are Making earrings. They're they are selling cupcakes out of their house. They are painting furniture. Most of the women that I work with, not all by a long shot, but a large majority of them are creative. So they're they're bloggers, they're authors, they're makers, they're painters, they're DIYers. You know, they write music, they make jewelry. Um, and so, what happens a lot of times is they'll start a business, but they don't actually name it because that mm. feels. And, and so, you know, it'll be just a sweet little side thing. And they're wondering why it's not paying them like an official business. Well, because you never went through the steps of making it official and making it official means a naming it. It's just like when you're pregnant, when you decide on names for the baby, then suddenly everything is like, you know, it just feels different. There's a shift that happens internally when something has a name. When you go from you're about to take a vacation to we're vacationing in, you know, Bora Bora. Do you know what I'm saying? It's it's yeah. different. There's, and it's like this kind of like a line in the sand. It's like a stake in the ground when you name a business. So my first thing to suggest to people is actually name it. And it's going to feel very vulnerable. and It's going to feel like you're standing on the internet naked because naming <laughs> it means now you've gone from playing to a little, a different level of seriousness. Okay. So that's number one. Uh, You're going to name it. Number two, make the, the business actually into a legit business. Um, there are so many people that come to me that don't have an idea and I, that's, it's harder for me to help those people because the idea part is between you and God to kind of figure out and you to really do some deep diving on, et cetera. Right group of people that come to me, they're the ones like what we're talking about right now, who they've got an idea. Now what do they do? So number one is you name it. Number two, you're going to actually make it into a legit business. You're going to like start a Facebook page under that business name. You're going to like move your Instagram account away from just showing pictures of your dog and your birthday party to now you're doing pictures of whatever it is that you're selling. You're going to either, you know, start over on an Instagram or, um, or, shifted. Um, you're going to start a Facebook page, but you're actually going to like, start treating it like a business. And because when you treat a hobby, like a hobby, it pays you like a hobby, but if you'll treat your hobby, it will pay you like a business eventually. And so it's such a huge mind shift because women are like, well, I really want to have my own business, but they're still playing. And I'm like, well, honey, it's not, it's not paying you like a business because you're still in play mode. So right from the beginning, Rachel, with my painting company, I named it. And I named it The Magic Brush. This is 20 years ago. And I hated the name. But what I found was, and I talk about this in Fear's Not the Boss of You, I think. I think I added this story in there. That it took me six months just to land on that name. And I kept not starting the business because I couldn't come up with a name. Like and back then you did business cards and stuff. You know what I mean? So I needed the name. Yeah. And so finally one day, the Lord really convicted me. Write down you know, the favorites that you have and pick the one you hate the least. And I literally did Eeny, Meeny, miny, Moe. And picked my business name that way. <laughs> I still didn't love it, but we get hung up on those details that are stifling the entire process. Like, who really cares what it's called? Will you hate mm-hmm. it possibly in five years? Yeah, will you hate it possibly in five minutes? Maybe. But it but it's the next step in the right direction. And very few things on the side of heaven are permanent. And a business name is not one of them. You can always go back and change it. It's gonna be a pain in the butt. But you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I want you to name. And then I want you to shift and actually like start all the collateral. Start the Facebook page, start the Instagram page, start the Pinterest account. Um, and then the third thing would be actually, you know, registering your business with the state. If if your listeners want, Rachel, I can give them, um, I have a freebie. It's it's called a starter pack and it'll walk them through. And I know we didn't even talk about this prior to this conversation. So if you'd rather not give this, please just edit this no, part out. Let's do but, it. Okay. But you can go to jenniferallwood.com slash starter pack. Um, it's normally $37. I'm going to confirm here as I type in that that's the link where I can just give it to them for free, but it'll basically say, okay, how are we going to take this dream of yours? And these are the things you need to do to actually make it into a business. And, and there's a, there's so many people that are hearing this right now that they've always wanted to be a business owner. I'm giving them a freebie and they'll never even go to it. Isn't that funny? It always comes back to fear. It always comes back to fear because if they go to the link, then they can no longer say, I don't know how, because somebody's giving them all the how, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and, and then there will be another group of people who will go to a link and they'll be like, okay, um, I read it, but. Um, I don't know about the timing. I'm not sure that this is what I actually legit want to do. I'm not sure it's going to work. And then they're going to get stuck right there. And that's, you know, it's all of those fear things popping up because they're scared that number one, if they go through the actual steps of starting the business, number one, what if it fails? I mean, everybody right. worries. About that. about And number two, there's an equal amount of women and go with me here. Cause at first I didn't ever believe this, but there's an equal amount of women who are afraid of success. And I would not have believed that if I didn't coach 2000 women every month and see it because here's, and here's what that looks like. And by the way, if you go to jenniferallwood.com slash starter pack, that is, that is the right link that will give it to them for free. So they don't have to pay for it. What happens sometimes with women is they have a gift that God gave them and they've started a little business, but they'll, they'll just give it all away for free. Or they, you know, they feel like they shouldn't charge for their gifts. Or they've been raised in church and they think that money is bad. And um, and they think that, you know, uh, barely getting by is more honorable. There's all sorts of weird money things that we tell ourselves. And so um, it's interesting to me how many women... They're okay with maybe just making like barely getting by, but when they start actually making some money with their business, they will start spending like crazy. They'll start giving it away. They'll start self-sabotaging and the things that are working, they'll no longer do because they're so uncomfortable with just that little bit of taste of success. Because what happens when you start getting a little bit of success is then you go, oh, crap, can I actually like... Sustain like, Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Am I going to turn into an absolute jerk? Um, and, and by the way, if you were, if you're worried about like financial success, if you were, I had a, I had a business coach tell me this once, and it's so true. If you were not a jerk before you had money, you're not going to be a jerk after you have money. Ooh, okay. And I, and I, I, can tell you that that to, that to be true. Because my husband and I we used to be, you know, maxed out on credit cards just 10 years ago. We were completely maxed out on credit cards trying to figure out if to if to um turn in our four oh one K to pay off debt. I was literally like on the Dave Ramsey show asking him all these financial questions. So uh my dad used to say we didn't have a pot to piss in or window to throw it out. Have you ever heard that saying? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes.
1: And to go
0: from that to like multi seven figures a year, that's a huge shift. And yeah. I can tell you that if you were a jerk before you had money, you'll probably be a jerk after. But if you're not, then you don't need to worry about that. But it's interesting. The other part that's really uncomfortable for women when their business starts making money is the um, the kind of the pushback that they will sometimes get from people who are supposed to love them and be rooting for them. And so wow. that's friends and family. And there, there's a lot of times that you'll start to get a little bit of successful and then you'll have, you know, Aunt Karen who's like, oh, so... How's that sweet little earring business doing? Or oh, you think oh, you're too good yes. for us now? Now yes. that you've got that thousand people following you on Facebook, it's so interesting how people who are supposed to be rooting for us will kind of come out and mm-hmm. um, the resistance insecurity. It really is, and there's yeah. a lot of reasons that that happens. A-, a lot of it boils down to too they're just really afraid that their relationship with you is going to change because they see you changing and they're not changing at the same pace. And I do talk about that in the book as well, and so it's complicated. The bottom line is it's complicated. And at every level in your business, I love that saying new level, new devil from Joyce Meyer, because it's true at every level in your business, there are new things mentally that you need to um, work through and that you need to let God really do his thing in your heart and in your soul. Because people think that business is all strategy and marketing and business plan and product and pricing. And I'm going to say it's 20% that and business is 80% what happens in your mind.
1: Wow. That's good. Especially when you do it with the Lord who wants to reveal and download and unpack something to you that maybe a worldly business would never be able to tap into. A hundred
0: percent. This is one of the reasons why, um, you know, when in my business coaching, like my faith is a huge part of it because I can't, Tell a woman, well, just go start running a Facebook ad to grow your Facebook page. And she can hear what I'm saying, but if the truth of the matter is she still doesn't think she's worthy of growing a business or she's still holding on to things that were spoken over her, you know, um, when she was little or if she has a complete poverty mindset, like it doesn't matter what strategy I give her. Do you know what I'm saying? And so we mm-hmm. uh, it's the heart work and the head work that always needs addressed first and then you'll see you'll
1: see the fruits of that labor show up in your bank account with your business. i mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm going to call one more thing out in love yeah. for our listeners because I wish someone would have told me this earlier too. I think, yes, it is totally a fear thing. And even the fear thing, I feel like, can go to a deeper root of a pride issue. And for me, like the moment that I get nervous of failure or success, either one, and wherever listeners are finding themselves, I'm going to call it out in love and say, like, I would call it also pride that you are too proud of your reputation or your image or your relationships to just surrender it. And so that perspective has now twisted and perverted it to be like, oh, well, if I fail, it's on me. No. And if I succeed, it's on me. No, no, no. Like if you sign up to do this with the Lord and you are co-business owners and you are doing it like at the right hand of him, then it's not on you. The failure is not on you. The success is not on you. The pressure is now taken off. Yeah. And so, but, but you have to be humble enough to be like, okay, I release it. What does it look like? Shutting down my painting business. Okay, cool. Right on. I'm going to like be pretty hesitant, but I'll do it. And I think- that's a good example and a good testimony for us to cling to too of like, okay, it might even be a, it might even be a pride thing. We are yeah. humble enough to say, okay, Lord, here I am, send me and be okay with where he sends us.
0: Right. And, and in addition to that, I think that a lot of us have trouble with starting small
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because,
0: and that, and that boils down back to pride too. Like nobody wants to be uh, you know, the one who's starting out with a brand new Facebook page when they watch all these influencers, you know, with huge followings and, and nobody wants to be the first one to have a paid group. Like I teach people how to, you know, do courses online and how to have paid membership groups. And, you know, my, cause I have 2000 women at $47 a month in my paid coaching group. And so, but I started with 10 you know, and so many people, they like don't want to start with the 10. They want to go straight to the 2000. But there's like this whole process that has to happen where you grow and are stretched and learn. And so you're able to to really mentor in things, the people coming up behind you, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? You can't yeah. start. right? You could start with 2000, but I can tell you that when our business quadrupled in January of, you know, two years ago, um it was very difficult for my team. There was only two of us and all of the hiring we had to do all at once. And, and what that, that load felt like emotionally for me. And I mean, it was, you know, it was something I really had to work through. And so starting small is actually such a blessing.
1: <laughs> I love that. I actually had a girl just messaged me yesterday that said, I, I just found it. It said, um, I'm seeking a little Insta game professional advice. I would love, love, love to have the swipe up feature, but I still understand that like you have to have 10K followers. She goes, I've worked mm-hmm. on this for years now, but I'm not a glamorous Insta star at all, and that's not even my goal. But my job is a lot more than what can be shown for. She goes, um, I don't want to seem fake, but I'm questioning the dirty little secret no one likes to talk about in buying followers. And yeah. I was like, no. And I think it's the same. It's like you're scared to start small. And I'm reading that not to expose her, but to tell you too that like there are more people that consider it because they are also afraid of starting small. But if we all start small together, how much cooler and greater and how much honestly more glory could we give the Lord when he makes into something bigger than we could have ever explained. But if we don't start small, you don't have that testimony. Right. Right. And so, you know, the thing with like buying followers
0: is um, the number of followers people have, it's such a vanity matrix. It makes, yeah. it's, It makes all, all boils down to ego. It really does. So when I look yeah. at my Facebook page and I see I have 360,000 followers, and by the way, I did not buy a follower. Um, I have done Facebook ads, which is totally different. Facebook ads. Different. Mean, yes. Yeah. You're putting something up in front of people and giving them a choice on if they want to follow you or not. And they're your ideal client. They're not, you know, strangers in Timbuktu mm-hmm. in another country that doesn't even speak, you know, this <laughs> is totally different. Um, but, and so people will sometimes look at my numbers and they'll, you know, think, oh, you know, this or, oh, that. But here's what I tell people all the time. I would rather you have 5,000 followers and they are just so sold out on every single thing that you put on social media. I mean, there are people yeah. with a fraction of my following, Rachel, who are making so much more money than I am. Yeah. In my space. Does that make sense? So mm-hmm. even though I have a half a million followers, you've got to have the right followers. And so the majority of my followers are still from the days when I did painting and decorating. And so they're still following me for that. They have no desire, you know, to be in business or do anything with business and businesses where, you know, I make all of my money. And mm-hmm. so, um, so I just really encourage people to try to forget about the numbers and instead focus on serving
1: your people. Just serve, yes. them. serve just them. Serve them. Serve them. And then the oh, followers will them. serve them. Yes. Serve I them. love that advice. I mean, we
0: all want the huge following, but to whom much is given much will be required. And people forget mm-hmm. that part of it. And they forget that with, you know, uh, a huge following also comes a huge responsibility. And, yeah. um, and, and, and people, it's interesting. Uh, let me just give you a case in point. So um, I live in Kansas city where we are no longer under a stay at home order, um, the salons and um stores all started opening back up last week in Kansas City. And so I went on the first day they were back open and I got my nails done and I went and got a massage and then my husband and I went out to eat. And I put a picture, you know, of me doing those things on social media and just said, I, I am Uh-oh. so glad. <laughs> oh yeah. So glad that our world is opening back up because I was a donkey on the edge. I mean in the words of that great theologian, Shrek, I got to get out of here and we got to yeah. get back to normal now. Uh, oh, I see yeah. where this is going. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, 500 comments later, um, with 495 of them being great, of course, there was a handful of knuckleheads mm-hmm. that had to voice their opinion where it wasn't asked for. And were not only voicing their opinion, but they were ugly about it. Everybody wants a big audience, but nobody wants to deal with that. I mean, I have the big audience and I don't want to deal with that, right, yeah, <laughs> you know, so yeah. it all comes with a price is what I'm saying. And so don't buy followers, serve the heck out of people and the followers will come and they will be the right followers and they will be the ones that'll actually buy something from you. And you'll be so glad that you did it the right way, which always is the slower way.
1: Right. Oh, so good, Jennifer. Always so good. Well, if someone wanted to get their hands on Fears Not the Boss of You or just follow you online, get your freebies, maybe even join this group, like where can they find all of that? Yeah,
0: so go to um, – oh, gosh, you're putting me on the spot here. Let me think I know. of what – uh-huh. um, Okay, so – it. I will tell you this for your listeners. My coaching group only opens up a couple times a year, but I'll give you guys a link to join. It's a, it's like the side door, back door link though. Uh-huh. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> so, okay.
0: Go to, um, go to creatorsinnercircle.com because all of us who are, we're creating a business. So creatorsinnercircle.com slash the words get in. And um, and if for some reason you get done with this podcast and you're like, I can't remember what she said, just find me on Instagram, follow me there, and um, send me a DM. I check my Instagram DMs like several
1: times a day. I love my Instagram DMs. So me too. Um, it's have... like my favorite thing. It's where I feel like pen pals with so many people.
0: Yes, I I love Instagram DMs. Um, Facebook DMs not so much, but Instagram DMs I love. <laughs>
1: Uh, we will also add all this to our show notes as well. So if you guys listening want a shortcut, you can find it there at BehindTheBlissPodcast.com. Hey, Jen, one of my other favorite questions to ask is, what are you loving these days? What's something that you have to share with us that you think would make our lives so much more fun or happy? It could be a shameless plug or anything random.
0: What am I loving these days? Well, I've read more books in the last you know couple of months than I have in the last decade, and I've been yeah. loving that. Um, there's a book by, uh, Dr. Darius Daniels. I'm also obsessed with his podcast. So since, you know, I'm probably supposed to tell people to go listen to my podcast, but go listen to Darius Daniels. He's, um, the pastor at Change Church. His podcast is incredible. So, um, he's got a book called Relational Intelligence. Um, I've been Ooh. reading that, um, well, I finished that and I just started, um, How to Walk Away from Toxic People by Gary Thomas, also a Christian author. So I've been just loving reading, um, I've been just loving, like, I know this sounds so lame, but there are some good things to come out of this really weird time here yeah. on earth. And, and part of that for me is I think that I've, um, I didn't think that I was really pushing that hard, Rachel, in business because I, I don't work 40 hours a week. I, I probably work, you know, less than 30 a week. And so in my head, I'm like, well, I'm not pushing too hard, but I think that I was still pushing mentally. And so I have spent more time like sitting out by the pool staring off into space, reading a book, <laughs> <just> <laughs> taking naps in the last couple of months than I ever have in my life. And it's been absolutely glorious. That is not a my very like, professional answer, like staring off into space. That's what I'm loving right now. But you know what? No, I-
1: listen, we have people share vacuum cleaners. Like it's fine. Oh, so funny. I just, I've really
0: tried to be intentional uh, to think about what I'm thinking about and it's to good. really be checking in on my feelings right now, because there's lots of big feelings, especially with four kids in the house. One who was supposed to graduate last week and, you know, didn't oh. get to and the other one whose adoption is being pushed back because courthouses have been closed. Like there's just, there's lots of big feelings all over the place. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah. And, um, and so, um, I've just enjoyed sitting a lot, a lot with my husband and just, you know. It's been nice just to to have a very slowed down pace. I'm loving
1: it. Well, I need to tell you about another book that I think you would absolutely love. Oh, yes. Okay. It is called Why Emotions Matter. Mm -hmm. And it is by Tristan Collins and Jonathan Collins. It was a very good book. My brother recommended it to me. He actually shipped it to me. And I was like, I don't know whether to be offended or to be encouraged. Right. (laughs) So, but I read it and it was so good. It's about like how to deal with the big emotions that maybe at a young age you were like, you know, don't feel that way or don't cry uh-huh. or yes. whatever. And it's been so good. It's fantastic. So if you okay. wanted another good read that's similar, yeah, that's a good one to read too.
0: Okay. And the name of it one more time. I got the author. But the name Why was...
1: Emotions Matter.
0: Why Emotions Matter. Thank you for that.
1: Yes, I'm all about book recommendations. I'm like that's part of one of my favorite things about having this podcast is I get to read so many good books. So I'm like, let's go. I love that. Well, and
0: if your listeners are people who struggle with fear, and again, it's my book is not a business book, but it's if you are feeling really stuck right now, feeling really overwhelmed or terrified to make some changes, because there's so many people right now who are having to make changes. They're having to mm-hmm. pivot. They've lost their jobs. They've been furloughed. Whatever. Um, please go grab a copy of "Fear's Not the Boss of You. It's on Target online, Walmart online, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, all the
1: places. Amazing. Well, Jen, thank you so much for joining me in this conversation, for just encouraging and sharing all your wisdom to our listeners today. I'm just so grateful for you.
0: I appreciate you. It's been fun being here.